Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, as well as get alerts for it so that every time I post a new episode that you are notified. Thank you all. Hey team, uh, today's uh, episode is going to be about the demo, and this, we're going to ca- talk about the overview of the demo. So this is going to be a crash course in the philosophy behind it, the thought process behind it, uh, the preparation for it, and the structure that you want to take people through it. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it, and uh, stay tuned for it. We're going to get kicked off for right now. All right, so the first thing we're going to talk about is the uh, pre-demo research and how to prepare for a demo appropriately. The second thing we're going to talk about is the structure of the demo, so the different things that you should walk through and in what order you should walk through them. And then finally, we're going to talk more about just the overall philosophy behind a demo and then give you a summary at the end. Uh, So essentially, it's how to prepare... um, you know, what boxes to check, uh, what to think about as you're checking those boxes, and then a recap of the demo itself. All right, guys, uh, pre-demo research. Uh, Preparing for a demo um, has two parts to it, the research and also the um, questions. So you want to have a couple questions prepared beforehand from the interview, um, and and, uh, they're essentially going to come from your research. So that being said, Um, The first part is the research, and that is important. So you've got a lot of checklists out there. You've got the the, your your sales training manual that has a whole, you know, pre-demo research checklist. So go through that thoroughly. You know, make sure you do it all. So go from the googling their name, looking to see if their Google My Business page is even there. Then once you look at it, is it claimed? Is it optimized? Like, does it have pictures? Are is everything filled out? click on their website, you know, is it mobile friendly, like the whole thing. Uh, One thing I don't think is actually on there that I like to do a lot is finding a client. So like when you look for one of the websites uh, or websites that we've done, find a client's website and then find that client's Google My Business page and then compare the two. So especially with like restaurants, like a restaurant's going to have the menu on there. It's going to have all sorts of stuff. Um, it's going to have the, it's just going to be built out more. And if you're able to show them the difference between their Google, my business page and one of our clients, Google, my business pages that will give some more teeth uh, to what we're going to do from an optimization level. Um, also, um, you know, make sure to use the website to find what Google searches to do, like use that for the service, uh, for like what keywords to put in. So if it's a HVAC contractor, look, click on services. They do, do they do both commercial and residential? You know, do they do geothermal HVAC systems? Like those types of things. That's going to give you some more ammo to do searches for. Um, and then do them in multiple zip codes. Um, so one zip code over or one, you know, whatever, like just make sure that you're doing and also do this from home, guys. Don't do it in the parking lot um, because Google's algorithm is very location specific. If you do it from the parking lot, they're going to you're going to find their business more often than not. Um, also, think about when you're doing research, think about, OK, what things are helping them be found, what things are helping them be chosen and what things are making them easy to work with and really think through those. It's so like being found, obviously, is the search results. You know, the directory scan is also being found, but also like being chosen. Um, Look at their pictures. Look at their reviews, obviously. Um, Do they look like a good option? And do they communicate well with with you that they are 
someone who is exactly the, the type of business that, that you'd want to use or someone would want to use rather. And then um, easy to work with, you know, look at their website. You know, does it communicate who they are and what they do very quickly? Like if you were, if you didn't know anything about the business, would you have an idea of what you were looking at? Um, is there an easy way to call or contact this person? Like, or do you have to hunt for the phone number and the contact page? So that's another big thing to think about and also point out to the client. Next, once you do your pre-demo research, have a couple questions. So you're, you're going to find some that are just confusing about the business when you look at them online. Like, like some, they're, or what I call, I'm confused questions, rather. Uh, so those are questions that you're looking at their online presence and something doesn't make sense. Like you found a rogue Google My Business page, or, a, or you, on the directory scan, you have a, a different phone number or a different address. You want to write those questions down and include them, so, and just say, hey, you know, I noticed that you have this location over here. Is that another location, or did, is that one that's that's actually closed? Or like, hey, I saw you, you used to be at this address. Like, how long ago was that? Those types of things, because that's going to demonstrate that you actually did your homework. And then you're going to ask very specific industry questions. I'll have a whole series of podcasts that talk about different industries and, and my understanding of how those industries operate and, and, and how I approach them. Um, but at the same time, you want to also do your own research. You, you want to you look into understanding how people or why people actually will use these types of businesses and then try to put your mind into the consumer a little bit and think, okay, what would I want if I was here? And then, um, and then write down some other questions like what other services do you have? What services do you want to focus on? Um, what goals do you have for the business? You know, are you planning to expand? Just, just those, those types of things, um, but make them more specific to the business themselves. All right, now we're going to get into the actual demo itself. So you've done your pre-demo research. You've written down, written down some questions. Now you're going to get into the actual demo. So I'm not going to go into a ton of specifics. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the the different orders, like the, or the different uh, the order of events rather of what a demo should look like, and then I'm going to give you my own transition statements that I I use to shift between section to section. Okay, so the first part is the interview itself. The second part is uh, actually the customer journey. The third part is the presentation of the research. And then the fourth part is when you open the sales deck and you demonstrate who we are and then what our services are. So I'm going to say that again. Interview, customer journey, research, who is RevLocal, what are our services. Okay? In that order. So one of the worst parts of doing a demo, especially to someone who's like an eagle, is when you walk in and you are talking about something and then all of a sudden he stops you and says, all right, what do you have? And you freak out. You, you might go into the research. You might just jump to the services. It's just kind of a, a confidence killer. So one of the things that I did to alleviate that was I have an introductory statement that I make on every single demo. And it sounds like this. Hey, Mr. Jones, thanks so much for meeting with us. Um, we did some research on your business, um, and I definitely think there's some things we can help with, so I'll talk about those in a minute, but I don't want to waste time talking about something that doesn't make sense for your business, so I do have a couple questions for you just to kick things off, and that'll help connect some of the dots in my mind and narrow down exactly um, what I want to suggest. Does that sound good? 
almost every time they say yes because everyone appreciates that you don't want to waste your time and then you're also making the demo more personalized. You've instantly taken this from a pitch to an actual consultation. And so just by using that statement, you're asking for them to give you permission to do an interview and that's huge. So now that you've gotten permission to interview the prospect, now you want to interview them. And the way I do an interview is I separate them into three tiers, general business questions, traditional marketing questions, online marketing questions. So you prepared hopefully a couple general questions. And guys, when you're doing the interview and you're asking questions, pay attention to the answers and then ask a follow-up or a clarifying question to them based on their answer. Like this is supposed to be a conversation. You're, you're digging in to understand them and their business and you're trying to connect the dots on how we can best help them achieve their specific goals. And if you're able to get to a point where you're recognizing them more often and a, a certain business goal is able to translate almost instantly to a service that we have and you're able to kind of keep that in mind when you're about to do the presentation, that's going to make you into a top consultant at our company. So general questions and then transition into, okay, so let's talk about marketing. What type of marketing have you done? Like traditional, let's start off with the offline stuff and then go to online. Another tip is when you ask about marketing, ask, like if they say, yeah, we did radio, say, okay, how much did that cost you? And, and they'll, they'll tell you, oh, well, we paid $1,000 a week for it. And they'll say, wow, how did that work for you? And then they'll tell you, well, you know, we got this or whatever. So that's going to, asking about money is going to give you an idea of how much they are comfortable with in the past of spending initially on a marketing plan or a marketing relationship. And so that's a really important question to ask. And then once you get through the marketing, then you can transition into the, the presentation quote unquote part itself. So now that you have done the interview, you can transition more into the presentation. So uh, the transition statement that I use is called a verbal agenda. So what I wanna do is I wanna give the prospect a direction of where we're going. So that way they're following along with me and they know when the prices are coming. Otherwise I found that they're, they're like freaking out waiting for you to tell them how much this stuff costs and they're only halfway listening to the concepts behind what we do. So my transition statement, it sounds something like this. Thanks Mr. Jones for uh, telling me that information. I really appreciate it. It gives me a lot better understanding of who you guys are and, and where you're going and, and what you really want to accomplish. Um, and, and that being said, I do think that we can help you on that journey. Um, and I actually have a better understanding of how. Um, but before I get into you know what we actually do, I want to tell you just a little bit about what we have found um, when it comes to the internet and how it's specifically impacting your business. Um, we have over 6,000 clients nationwide, and so we've really paid attention to how customers are using the internet like you. Um, and so as a byproduct, I want to share with you that. I also want to share with you the research that we did and what you look like in uh, in the midst of that customer journey. To, so to see you know, how are you actually being impacted by the internet. And then I'll share with you our services, you know, how they work, how much they cost. And ideally, if, if we find a solution that really helps you guys out, um, then get it. I mean, we're really easy to work with. It takes like 15 minutes. Um, but if, if we don't really have a service that you, you think is best fit for you guys, then just tell me now. I promised I'll still eat tonight and, and my wife won't be too mad at me. So uh, does that sound good with you? 
And then they'll say, yep, sounds good. And then you walk through um, the research. So the presentation itself, I do in this order. I start with the customer journey. Then I go into the pre-demo research that I did. Then I go into the buying atmosphere where I tell the history of RevLocal and, um, and the four main reasons why our clients love working with us. Then I share with him the four prices quickly. And then um, assuming that they don't want to go into more detail, I just go into the pricing and then I close. So the reason I do this order is number one, the pre-demo research um, I want to do after the customer journey because I, I want them to understand the context behind it. Otherwise, you get into the argument of, yeah, we just don't really need to be found on Google. And if you already explain to them how people use Google, then that's a really dumb argument once you've already told them how we have found people are using the internet for their business. So you're going to alleviate that by starting with the customer journey. Then the pre-demo research is going to give them a lot of pain. And if you're able to explain the pre-demo research in light of the business goals that they've already explained, then that's going to be huge. And then I go into the buying atmosphere um, and the RevLocal story, which I'll, which I'll explain here in a second. And then um, when I explain the services, guys, I just go off of, I just stay on the services slide and I just explain things in like a really quick explanation, reverting it all back to their research. And then from there I say, okay, do you have any questions about how these work? And then they'll say yes or no. And then I'll ask them, okay. Um, so based on just the concept, obviously if you know money's an issue, but if money weren't an issue, which of these do you think you would want the most? And then they'll tell me and I'll say, okay, why do you think that is? Um, like what's the most compelling thing about those? And you want them to regurgitate. And if they can't regurgitate, they're only half listening, guys. So you want them to regurgitate what you just told them. And that's also going to, um, show you their, their main pain point. And then from there you say, okay, well, do you have any more questions on those? Or do you want me to skip straight to pricing? And then I skip straight to pricing. This is, and so this guys, this is my demo. This is not everybody's demo. So find out what's most comfortable for you, but this is just the way that I do it. All right. So the, so the buying atmosphere, um, happens after the pre-demo research and, um, and the way I transition into that is, after they've already told me, after we've already gone over the research and everything, then when I've, I've exhausted a little bit and I've, I've validated like, yeah, well, yeah, we really need to show up there. Or like, I, I can tell there's a problem that they there's a problem that they need to solve. Then I will um, say, okay. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to show you the different things we have to offer. Um, and just so you know um, about us just a little bit as a company, um, RevLocal, we've, we've actually been around since the 90s, uh, but we were actually a dial-up company back in the day. So we, we uh, um, started off in the 90s as a dial-up company called CopperNet, and then dial-up died, and we needed to find something else to do. And we had already been advertising for ourselves, like on Google, um, to get people to switch over from like AOL or Time Warner. Uh, to our dial-up service. So we kind of had a, our eye on Google for a little bit. And so then in, in 2011, officially, we started because that's when Google really started that local search section that we talked about. It really became super popular or, or a mainstream part of what Google was doing in 2011. And that's when we started. So at the beginning of 2011, we had about six clients. We had, or three employees, or six employees, rather, three clients. And uh, today we've grown to over 6,000 clients and over 450 employees. Uh, we're the, one of the fastest growing companies in the, in, the, in the United States. 
and we've been doing super well. And one of the reasons why I think we're growing so fast and doing so well is because our clients love working with us, and we've discovered it's it's primarily for four main reasons. Number one, no contracts. You, um, everything that we do at Rev Local is purely month to month. Um, all of our services are month to month, so we never want you to feel trapped. We always want you to feel that we're in your quarter and we're fighting, um, we're fighting for our right to exist in your business, essentially. Um, number two, all of our services are all a cart. Like we have four main services, but you're able to pick and choose which ones you think work best for you. Like I, I, there's so many companies that have like, you can get this package or this package or this package, but like you might only want like one thing out of like the biggest package, but it's only in the biggest package. Um, we don't work that way. Um, we have again, four main services and you can pick and choose whichever ones make the most sense for you. Um, thirdly, um, we have prices that everyone can afford. Um, so most of my clients are spending between $300 to $1,500 a month. It really depends on how aggressive um, you want to be. Um, but we also have enormous clients that are spending over $30,000 or so a month, like the big car dealers that want to sell like 80 cars in a month. Like, yeah, I, like I personally have clients like that. Um, so we were designed to work with a small business, but we can work with any business. And then um, finally, and this might sound a little bit cheesy, uh, but the in my opinion, the biggest reason why our clients love working with our, our, our company is because when you work with us, you don't just get a service. You get a strategy, a relationship-based strategy. So you will not only be working with me, you'll also be working with your own personal Google nerd. Just don't tell them I said that. And um, they are specifically trained on how the internet is impacting not just businesses, but your specific business. So they're in industry-specific pods, and um, we have an entire team that works just with medical or just with restaurants, or in this case for you, you know, just with contractors. And so they already understand the game. Like you don't have to re-educate them on how your business works. Um, they already understand, you know, what you all are doing, and um, they're just want to know you personally. And then they also understand how customers are looking for your business specifically. Um, so that's probably the most um, valuable asset of our entire company. Like I have clients that literally pay their um, their service fee every month just to have a conversation with the strategist because they they value that opinion so much. So then I go into the services and then I explain them very quickly, ask them which one's most compelling and why, ask them if they want more information and if they don't, skip the pricing. And I explain the price, I'm like, hey, all right, so this is the largest, this is the second largest package, these are most popular packages and this is everything a la carte, which do you think makes the most sense um, for your business to get started with today? And if they say, well, this one makes the most sense, I said, all right, can I welcome you to Rev Local? And I'll stick my hand out. Or my other line is, okay, sounds great. If you just want to go get your credit card, I'll have this up and running in about 10 minutes. And the, the great thing about that, uh, or if they say, well, I'm not really sure yet. I got to think about it. I'm like, okay, what do you need to think about? Like what specifically um, is uh, not connecting as much with it? And then just open that conversation. So when they say no, ask why. Or if they say no, ask why and if or why not rather, and then um, and then just keep having that conversation. So I hope that helps. Um, I'll have a whole separate video on or a podcast on a lot of these things, um, but I hope overall this is a good refresher on how to structure a demo. Thanks for listening, everyone.